Today's episode of the Roger Hoover Podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And the Roger Hoover Podcast is proud to be part of the River City Rogue Podcast Network. For the best local blogs, vlogs, and podcasts on sports culture and entertainment, head to RiverCityRogue.com. Bold views from the bold city and beyond. Everybody, I'm Roger Hoover, and welcome to this episode of the Roger Hoover Podcast. I'm recording this on Monday, March 6th, 2017, from the home radio booth at the baseball grounds of Jacksonville here in beautiful Jacksonville, Florida, where it is a little cooler today, but partly cloudy skies. You get that feeling that baseball is coming up. And even today here at the baseball grounds, there is some high school baseball coming up later this afternoon. So it's just fun to be back when all the focus is really on baseball at this facility. It's March 6th, and the Jumbo Shrimp will start their inaugural season on April 6th. So we are a month away from opening day here in 2017. Jumbo Shrimp will start the year on the road at Mississippi. Then the home opener will be on April 12th. There is just a lot of excitement in this ballpark and in this entire city for the first year of Jumbo Shrimp Baseball. Hope everyone's been doing well. I have been extremely busy traveling, like always, and even since last Monday's podcast episode, my travels took me to the SEC Women's Basketball Tournament in Greenville, South Carolina, where I ended up having a longer stay than the Crimson Tide have gotten to enjoy over the past several years of the tournament as the Crimson Tide made it to the quarterfinals in women's basketball, a really great accomplishment for Alabama. Crimson Tide came into the tournament as the number 12 seed and had to play in the very first matchup of the tournament first round on Wednesday at 11 a.m. against the 13 seed Vanderbilt and the Crimson Tide really took care of business had a great second half and ended up beating Vanderbilt by 20 points in the ballgame to allow the Crimson Tide to advance to the second round and take on fifth seeded Tennessee Lady Volunteers got the bye of the first round and Tennessee was coming off a big win against Mississippi State the previous Sunday but on that Thursday afternoon. It was Alabama that got the win. Crimson Tide were down by seven points at halftime, and I had the feeling we would get a better second half for the Crimson Tide, and we certainly did, as Hannah Cook had a three-pointer right at the buzzer at the end of the third quarter that gave Alabama a four-point lead. And following that, Alabama really never looked back. Crimson Tide had five players in double-figure scoring, led by Mio Knight with 16 points. Alabama ended up getting the win 72-64 to over Tennessee. So Tennessee did not win a game in the SEC tournament. Alabama was able to win its second game right there. And what a moment it was for the program. Now Alabama has defeated Tennessee in women's basketball three games in a row, and Alabama head coach Christy Curry is now the winningest coach in school history against Tennessee. She has three of the school's five wins. There were only two before she came to campus in a long, long series history. But great moment there for the Crimson Tide, and even the next day, taking on the fourth seed Kentucky on Friday, Alabama competed very well. The Crimson Tide ended up falling to Kentucky to bow out of the tournament, but That game was hard fought all throughout as the Crimson Tide really had a lot to be proud of making it to the quarterfinals for the first time in 12 years since 2005 and just a great run. So there's a lot to look forward to for the Crimson Tide women's basketball team. They will not be playing this week, but we should know next week where they're headed, whether it's an at-large bid of the NCAA tournament or what's more likely a bid to play in the women's 
NIT, and that could also include a lot of home games at Coleman Coliseum, so that turned out to be a really good thing for Alabama. After Alabama fell to Kentucky on Friday, made a quick trip back to Tuscaloosa, and then on Saturday and Sunday was really happy to get to announce some Alabama softball. I'm always a big fan of Patrick Murphy's program, and they were able to pick up three wins in the games I called between Alabama and Stanford, Drake, and then Sunday afternoon against the Jacksonville University Dolphins. Alabama played well in each game. The Stanford matchup was extremely fun to watch because Alexis Osorio, the Crimson Tide starting pitcher, had 18 strikeouts. She was really mowing him down for the Crimson Tide. So that kind of makes it a lot of fun. It almost felt like watching a Kerry Wood 20 strikeout game. It was that kind of dominant performance. 18 strikeouts and only seven innings of work. Then after the game yesterday came to an end, I got in the car and came right back to Jacksonville, Florida, and I'm really starting my jumbo shrimp work for this season today, and I'm going to be very busy coming up, not only today and tomorrow here in the office, uh, not only the high school baseball games where I'll be the PA announcer for a couple of those, but on Wednesday, I will make the trip to Jupiter, Florida, and starting on Thursday, it will be time for me back at Marlins Spring Training. This will be the second straight spring that I'm able to announce games on Marlins.com alongside Kyle Seeloff, who is the host of Marlins on Deck on the Marlins Radio Network. He and I will team up for the play-by-play for four games, and I'm really excited that the first game will be against the Washington Nationals this Thursday at 1.05 p.m. That'll be at the ballpark at Palm Beaches, the new facility that opened up for the Nationals and the Astros. They share that complex, and after Thursday's game against the Nationals there, Friday back at the Marlins home ballpark, Roger Dean Stadium for the Marlins and the Minnesota Twins. Then Saturday, back at the ballpark at Palm Beaches for the Marlins and the Astros. And then Sunday, my time will come to a close there with the Marlins against the St. Louis Cardinals, the team they share Roger Dean Stadium with in Jupiter, Florida. So I'm doing a lot of research right now, getting ready for all of those games coming up, and uh, really excited as well to have a chance to watch the World Baseball Classic. Coming up on Saturday, I'll go to the game that Team USA plays against the Dominican Republic. So that's going to be a really fun weekend. I'll be able to get some great interviews there uh, with people around the Marlins, hopefully some former players I'll have the chance to catch up with. Uh, Just should be a really, really good time at spring training. And again, I'm very fortunate that the Marlins Radio Network has invited me back to take part in these webcasts that are coming up. Well, while I was in Greenville, I had a chance to catch up with Courtney Lyle, and a great conversation with her is coming up in just a moment. Courtney and I have known each other for a long time. you got to go back to the 2007 Big Orange Broadcasting Camp at Tennessee, where I was a uh, basically an RA or a counselor for that uh, camp that was a very small staff, really mostly run by Bob Kessling and the Vol Network. But Courtney, going into her senior year of high school, I knew was very talented then, and then a year later she made the choice to come to the University of Tennessee, and she and I got to work together a lot, whether it was in internet communications, doing uh, weekly interviews with Tennessee players, whether it's me working on the men's side mostly, she worked mostly on the women's side, and then we got to team up for some Lady Vol volleyball broadcast, and uh, teamed up as well on co-hosting Inside the Orange, the spring sports TV show. Uh, She and I got to work a lot together, and I consider her a very good friend, but very proud of her career after Tennessee, going to Macon, Georgia, being a sports anchor, being a sports anchor at WBIR in Knoxville, a great station, and she did a tremendous job there. And she's always kept play-by-play in her mind. She started doing some of the SEC Network Plus broadcasts for Tennessee, and she was able to turn that into a great opportunity with ESPN, where she is now working as one of their primary 
play-by-play voices for women's college volleyball, basketball, and softball. She does a variety of different events as well as that rigorous schedule that takes pretty much all of the school year for her to announce. So really proud of her, and she's really enjoying her time with ESPN and the SEC Network. And again, we were able to catch up just after Alabama played Vanderbilt on Wednesday at the SEC Tournament in Greenville, South Carolina. Here's my conversation with Courtney Lyle. The SEC Tournament with Courtney Lyle, and you even tweeted about this yesterday. A year ago, you were covering the SEC Tournament, covering mainly Lady Vols for WBIR in Knoxville. Now you're getting to call these games on the SEC Network. What's the last year been like between the tournament last year and where we are now? Oh, my gosh, Roger, it's been crazy. Last year, I, I was begging, I was asking for five minutes from ESPN if I could just talk to them about a position. Um, and the, now here I am calling five games in the tournament. I mean, it's been pretty exciting. And we've had just a great one to start things off. Alabama getting the win over Vanderbilt. And I can't wait to see what else it has in store for us uh, as the week goes along. But it's been a lot of fun, really a dream come true, seriously. Yeah, and you got to work alongside Tamika Catchings today. And that was one of your favorite players. You even had a jersey of her, right, growing up? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, my mom, after Tamika and I did our first game, my mom sent me this really embarrassing photo of me wearing, I'm, I don't know how old I am, probably 10, wearing a Tamika Catchings jersey and this floppy, like, Gilligan's Island Lady Vol hat. Uh, I know. Well, back <laughs> back then, I guess it was. I still have it, though. I still have the jersey, but... Yeah, it was, it's been awesome to work with Tamika, and I got to do her first ever game with her. She's doing fantastic. She knows the game so well, um, so that really helps. Obviously, had an outstanding career, four gold medals, you know, just your average. <laughs> it's been great to work with her, and, and we've had a lot of fun out there. And going into this year, did you expect to have the kind of schedule you would have with women's basketball? Um. You know, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I knew it's always fun to watch games in the SEC, so I was excited to, to see that. Um, but it's just been really an honor to be able to meet these teams, to talk to the players and the coaches, and really get to know them. Um, it's been incredible, and especially to be here where there's so much pressure, there's so much intensity that, you know, one mistake, one game, and you're back on the bus going home. Um, so that's been really interesting and just I mean walking into the arena yesterday just for practice right. was like ooh goosebumps it was <laughs> it was pretty cool and then going back to your career a little bit of course you and I were friends at the University of Tennessee and at the time you weren't exactly sure which direction we're going to go in whether it's going to be uh, some anchoring like you did play-by-play like you did some at Tennessee how has this path really gone for you over the last few years yeah Roger we got to do some more volleyball games together. I know <laughs> call ESPN <laughs> yeah yeah back in the day Roger and I were uh, calling some uh, lady vol back then volleyball one camp yeah, one camera, <laughs> hoping that we were actually on the internet at the time. <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been fun. Um, college was a great experience just to get to do all the stuff that we did and get the experiences that we did, and that really kind of narrowed me in on what I wanted to do. And there's kind of a unique niche for female play-by-play announcers. There's not very many of them. Um, there's some great ones like Beth Mowens. Pam Ward is here doing the night side games at the SEC tournament. It's been great to talk to her. Um, so I. I really felt like that's something where I could get into, and it's fun. It's fun to see, you know, the half-court shot by Shaq sure. at the at the right before the half at this game was amazing to call. And you know, what are you going to say? And people are like, "Do you script things?" No, nothing scripted. <laughs> it's just off the cuff and in that moment and trying to relay that feeling to the viewers that are watching. It's really fun. And how has it changed getting to work now for the full SEC network? A little bit different than, of course, what we did in college or even some of the digital broadcasts to the SEC Network Plus. 
Yeah, that's been great. Um, the crew, every person I work with is is awesome. Um, they're very passionate about their job, whether it's doing graphics or running camera or the producers. Um, they all care so much about the product that we put out. Um, and our, the goal is always to make it the best, um, the best broadcast that we've ever done. And so that's really fun to work with all the same type of people who have that motivation and that drive that I feel like I do as well. How are you getting ready for one of these games? What's your preparation like? What are the things you're really trying to focus on and make sure you have ready to go before the game begins? Right. Well, I start off by watching film. Um, I try to catch up on any games that I missed. Um, I want to definitely watch the team's last game um, and then maybe some before that too because um, I want to know what they've done. That's really important to be up to date on what's going on. And if somebody says something, you know, just even a little nugget about a player, I want to know that nugget too. I may not use it, but I still want to know it. Um, and then I go over stats, um, update everything there, and kind of see who's leading the team and what, and go through the game notes as well, too, which are a big help. And it's fun to read articles about the team, too, to see, you know, the unique storylines or what they're doing off the court community service-wise or, you know, they want to be a coach someday, and you read that story about them. Because it's really, you're, you're telling the story of the game, but I also want to tell the story of the players, too, during that 40 minutes. And how much does it help getting to go to, like, a shoot-around or a conference call with a coach when you're able to get a lot more than you would be able to get in the game notes of the box score? Yeah, I always feel so much better after shoot-around or talking to the coach because they, they know their team like the back of their hand. I mean, they, they know when they're on, they know when they're not, um, and they know what their team needs to do. And it's great to have all of the coaches in the SEC are so open with us, and um, they trust us you know, to take that information and use it wisely on the air. But it, we really get a good feel of who's on, you know, if – Shaq Wade's knocking down threes and shoot around, you know, you know, hey, maybe it's going to be a good day for her. Um, so it's good to see that, and that helps too. And then you talk about all that preparation. That usually goes into, you know, Thursday night game, Sunday game. But now, you know, that gets so much more when you got a tournament. And, like, tell us about your schedule you got this coming weekend. Yeah, so we, we got here Tuesday, and we went to practices for about four hours. Um, and then we had one game today, Vanderbilt, Alabama. Um, I'll have two games tomorrow, starting with Auburn and Georgia and then Alabama and Tennessee. Um, so right now I've got about four hours to go finish up my notes for my other four teams tomorrow before I come back tonight to go to practices again. So the good thing is I've been in the SEC all season, so I have seen every team, and I've talked to every team, and you know the players, and you're constantly watching games. So I feel like I'm pretty up-to-date on everybody, but it's just cool to see them all here in, in this type of event. And you're even going to leave here, and you have, what, Big Ten tournament games coming up this weekend too? Yeah, so Friday night I am flying. After the two games on Friday, I'm going to fly to Indianapolis, um, and I'm calling the Big Ten championship game on ESPN2 on Saturday night at 7. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm trying to keep up with what's going on in their tournament (laughs) too. Maybe thinking Maryland and Ohio State rematch. That was such a good big Monday game. Um, So it would be really fun to see that, but it will be It'll be fun, and Saturday will be a lot of prep and going to the semifinal games just to get caught up today on what's going on in the Big Ten tournament, too. And then after that, what's up next for you? Softball. <laughs> well, softball action. So we've got a couple of games at Texas A&M um, and then jumping into the first and second rounds of the NCAA tournament. So back to basketball. So this is kind of the period. March is crazy. March Madness. Yeah. I mean, you've got basketball, and now we're overlapping with softball, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So your full, first full year with ESPN has been everything you've hoped it would be? Absolutely. It's been, uh, it seriously has been a dream come true. I mean, uh, when I got the, the call about joining the SEC Network team, it was a real blessing. Um, and I, I don't know, I was kind of in shock. Um, but it has been so much fun. I've had a blast, and I've loved every minute of it. And there's not many jobs like that, so I'm really thankful.
And if you were to talk to any college students, you know, if you go back and look at a young Courtney, a young Roger, what would you say to them about what you've learned since your time at UT to where you are now? Yeah, well, I think it was so big for us, Roger, is we got involved so early. Um, and whether that's, you know, it's not just in the classroom. You've you got to be involved outside. That's the biggest thing. What have you done outside? We worked in the Internet Communications Office at UT and then also working, you know, anytime you can get experience in front of the camera, behind the camera, because my first jobs, I was shooting my own stuff too. Um, so any experience you can get is going to be very important. That's the biggest thing. Well, it was great to catch up here at the SEC Tournament with you once again, Courtney, and uh, congratulations on a great call of Alabama against Vanderbilt, <laughs> and just best of luck with your travels and all the games you have coming up. Thank you. Thanks, Hoover. I appreciate it. Fun conversation with Courtney. Very proud of what she is doing with ESPN and the SEC Network, and look forward to watching her very shortly on some NCAA Tournament games coming up next week. All right, I've got to get back to work here at the Jumbo Shrimp Radio booth. We've got some high school baseball coming up. And again, Marlin Spring Training is coming up this weekend. Hope everyone can tune in at some point from Thursday to Sunday. All the games start at 1.05 p.m. Available on Marlins.com, MLB.com, or the MLB at-bat app on your smartphone. You can find all the games right there. Should have some good guests lined up from spring training. Also, I'll be able to play you an interview coming up soon with Greg Byrne, the new director of athletics for the University of Alabama. He and I had a chance to catch up in Greenville, South Carolina. Even saw him the next day in Tuscaloosa at Alabama softball. But I think you'll enjoy getting to hear his perspective during his first week on the job in Tuscaloosa. But until next time, play the wall, Troy. I remember the night and the tenor. 